who is sitting in the room with me? Uh, my name's Ryan, Ryan Smith. And I'm Nick Allen. Um, yeah, uh, and then, like, who is Ryan Smith and who is Nick Allen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, uh, we're here from Oklahoma City, uh, and, uh, I'm a singer songwriter I play guitar and, uh, um, in this, in this context, I guess I should introduce myself as a double bass player who plays with Ryan. Um, and also we just all met at a poetry open mic where I was reading some prose because I consider myself a writer as well as a musician that to, um, arts that I participate in as much as I can and feel inspired to do. So, yeah. Oh man, that was a great intro. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back on mine. Uh, you, you can explain more. I mean, like, who is Ryan Smith? It's, or Nick Allen. It's like, yeah, we're just, we're just some guys that live in Oklahoma city. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've just been playing music together for a, a, a few months now. Yeah. Um, we're big in East Texas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. We had a, we had a first, uh, music gig. My, one of my first music gigs, I think ever, uh, yeah. playing at a bar down in East Texas near Tyler, uh, about a month or so ago. And that was, that was wild fun. I mean, it was, it was three hours. Yeah. Um, mainly, mainly covers, but lots of covers. Yeah, it was a lot of which were very fun to play. So. Yeah, it was it was really great. A lot of country, a lot of country songs. Um, yeah, we make music that is. I, I don't. How would you classify, like folk music? I guess. Yeah, I don't. I don't like the term folk pop, but it it's pop. I mean, pop structure. You know, it is structured chorus. that way. So it's like most music that people listen to is probably pop music. Yeah. This is the hard thing about, I've had hundreds of musicians on this yeah. podcast. So like genre is bullshit. We can just like get that out of the way right away. Like genre isn't real. You can just be a creative person and make the thing that you want to. And if one day you write what might be classified as a folk song, and then the next day you write a rap song, doesn't it doesn't change the fact that like, you're still making music or you're still yeah, expressing yeah. yourself creatively. So yeah, I mean it, but we also have to sell ourselves to an audience and be easily classifiable. So yeah. So <laughs> adding nuance to things, I, I feel like I could call our music folk music and feel okay with that. Knowing that like it doesn't, it's just expedient to do so. It doesn't actually define our sound, which we're also still figuring out because we've only been playing you know, for a few months. Yeah. Yeah. We, we really only had a, a house show, yeah. which was the only time I think that we've played a, a full set together. Yeah. Of just, of just originals. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's hard to say anything, but whenever you've got a stand up bass and a guitar <laughs> and you're singing into a mic and I'm playing ones and fives and slapping it and dancing very around. Very folky. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you even use the bow? I do. Oh, I yes, do. Yeah. he does. And I use the loop pedal too, or at least I try to. Um, so I got a little pickup on my bass that I can um, plug into. Um, that's hard to pull off live with two people though. Um, 
yeah, to stay in time and yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's tough. But we've pulled it off successfully twice. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, there's a Boss RC three hundred behind that curtain right there, uh, and oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I know full well the struggles of one looping by yourself and then looping with other people, making sure that other people can hear it, making sure that it happens all right. Yeah. Because like a single mistake on a looper and you got to start the whole thing over. Mm-hmm. Well, on mine, you can erase the previous recording. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm practicing a lot of loops right now because I'm going to be playing with uh, a couple of rappers. Oh yeah! At the end can, of the month, can you plug that? Because that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, can, well, yeah. Um, can say whatever you want in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I'm playing bass and loops, doing loops for Finite Galaxy um, on April 29th at 4 p.m. at Yellow Dog Coffee, which is the weekend of Norman Music Festival. I think somebody told me today that that's the same day Chance the Rapper is doing his. Um, free show in Norman. So in a way you're opening for chance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cause it's at 4 PM chance. Sure as hell's not playing at 4 PM. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I'm super excited playing, playing Norman music festival has been like, um, a dream I didn't know I had, you know, cause it's, I just never thought I'd be able to do it, but, um, and then playing at a coffee shop with some really good local rappers is super duper exciting. And you got scouted just off of doing loops on Instagram, right? Yeah. I just, I post videos, uh, of just me playing the double bass with the loop pedal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sundeep is the kind of dude that, uh, he, he's a real go getter. He, uh, <laughs> he sees a thing. He likes a thing. He'll reach out. He'll be up in your face about it because he he likes to get shit done so yeah 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 i mean i he messaged me and then we met up like a couple days later um and it went super well um i'm yeah very excited because i didn't know if it was gonna work out it's like i'm gonna be like playing loops on my bass like what is that even gonna yeah it was hard to conceptualize until i actually was in the you know studio with them doing it yeah (laughs) but i mean it's it's rap music so i mean it's all loops. Yeah, exactly. And so like, I don't have to worry about like being in sync because they'll just have to be able to hear it. And that's really all. Yeah. So I guess, how did this musical collaboration begin between you two? Well, I, I guess that kind of gets us back to the, the name that we're going to kind of stick with now. We've, we've been playing around. I mean, we haven't been playing together for too long. So the names we've gone by so far is we, we just various names that, I don't even know if it's worth mentioning, but um, the name that we're sticking with now, we're calling uh, our duo Compost Adjacent. Um, Because we we met doing uh, compost adjacent things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we, uh, compost on the weekends. We were pretty involved in a uh, compost lot operation at a local urban farm. Not too far from here, actually, um, on Saturdays. and yeah, that, that just seemed to kind of fit the, uh, I don't know, aura of. It feels right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It feels and it's right. It's fun. It's a fun name. 
Yeah. Any, anyways, yeah, that's that's how we started playing. Well, we started playing music together. Um, I, I remember I have a, a very strong memory of of sitting around um, last fall. Um, that the land. Yeah, at a, at, at um, our friend's land. Um, uh, and Ryan played one of his songs, or he played a couple of them, I think. Um, but I just remember like I heard it and I just really wanted to play with him. I wanted to play and yeah, I just, and then I told him that and I, I haven't really done that much before I've played when people ask me to, um, not always super, you know, eager to do it, but when, yeah, I was eager to play with Ryan and we got together, um, started, yeah, and started playing together. I mean, I'm glad you did too. It's been a hell of a ride. It's fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I had never really played music out loud to other people before. So that was, that was quite a bit to, to get to share that just, you know, with friends and stuff just kind of around a campfire. But yeah. Oh man, what a trip, like going in. I, I mean, we were kind of just handed the the gig at that that little restaurant down in Texas um, but, oh man, I mean, I, I, the, I guess the first time that I had really performed was at, uh, that one of the open mics yeah, in town. Yeah, the Red Dirt, Red Dirt open mic. And, uh, that was just nerve wracking just to play two songs that I had written like years ago, but, you know, to finally get it out there and it was just, it was, you know, a warm reception and it, it just, I was like, oh, okay, this is, this feels right. Yeah, it's always a great crowd there. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, then having like a double bass behind you. Yeah. The one, just everyone should go to open mics, even if you're just going to like say two things on stage. Like it just really makes you feel comfortable and welcomed. But also the Red Dirt open mic specifically is uh, a extremely welcoming space. It's probably one of the best mics in town. Yeah, oh, I yeah. think so. I'm excited yeah. for it every, yeah. every month. Yoko has really cultivated a cool spot. Yeah. Uh, let me ask about like, well, first, like, is music sort of like your primary thing or like, I don't know, the, the hard part of doing this creative thing is that it doesn't actually make a lot of money. <laughs> and so it's like, do you want it to be your life or is it just like another thing on top of everything else? Um, I, I, I don't know <laughs> because I, I feel like on one hand it would be nice for music to be, you know, lucrative, but then on the other hand, that is a very chaotic, you know, thing to court it seems like um which i sometimes thrive on um so i don't know um it's certainly like a my short my goals are all short term with music which is just like what is the next thing i'm excited for um and for me that's just playing our music for people on stages however you know 
at venues that I like to go to. <laughs> yeah. That's just the goal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and house shows just for people outside, you know, playing outside. Very fun. Yeah. Play, playing that house show for friends was probably the most like nervous I've ever felt to play for people. But it was, it was, it was kind of eye opening to, I, I, I think, you know, I mean, I would be lying to say that like, you know, I, I think most people that play music, like you would obviously want to be successful at it. And, you know, yeah, if it was lucrative, that would be incredible. But I mean, you're needing to be an entrepreneur on so many levels to just scrape by, um, you know, let, let alone traveling, um, which, which, you know, would be awesome, you know, to, you know, one day kind of tour around the region or, or whatever, but yeah, right, right now it just kind of getting down and grinding and figuring out what the set's going to look like and um, just kind of really letting our, our sound kind of stew for a minute. And uh, I don't know, I, I would I would love to play music so much more yeah, than same. the work that I'm doing. Which is why it would be nice if it made money, because then we could do it more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, know? yeah. So. Yeah, that, that's where it's hard to like kind of answer that honestly because it's like, oh, it feels, you know, inappropriate to say like, oh, yeah, I'm going to drop my day job and <laughs> play music. But it's like, well, that's that is what I would want right. to do. If it, if it happens. like, Yeah, if it happens, then that's that's incredible. I would I would love that. <laughs> um, but. You yeah, know. yeah, I would. I would, too. But like, yeah, that, I guess the thing is like what is the like what are you called to what is beckoning you because i mean for me it it is music it's always been music and like it is my primary passion is going to always be my first love and even though like i spent a lot of time doing podcasts and audio related things like i do kind of make it known that like making music is really where my heart is and always will be <laughs> and you got some good shit, man. Thank you. Um, but like, yeah, that's the other part is that like, I've made this, depending on the perspective, terrible decision to like, uh, yeah. base my entire life around this nebulous thing that is creative expression in music. Uh, and maybe sometimes like that's not the best approach. Uh, a lot of the most like successful bands I've heard of had an approach of just, let's just do this thing and we're doing it because we like it. Yeah. Yeah. And then it happens. <laughs> well, I mean, that's how like you know, Chat Pile got big out of the city from, they were in lots of bands before. You know, before the the the, Pete, the guys that are in Chat Pile now were in lots of bands, um, and never got big, and then, you know, got together as that group had a sound that really resonated across, you know, the country, and I think they're doing like an international tour now, um, but yeah, so that was, you know, took a while. Sometimes it takes a while. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think music for me is, is, it's always been incredibly healing. And, you know, e even if, you know, I, I don't play another set for anybody else, like, 
always just, you know, just it, it, the morning is kind of my creative hours. Um, but just like screaming out or, or, you know, whispering song, whatever, but just playing through whether it's ad lib or something that I've, I've written, um, that that's, that's always been a special time to like, cause I, I don't, I don't typically write, you know, poetry or even, even journal for that matter. Um, and, and singing has kind of been that time of, you know, self-reflection and meditation and, I, you know, I, yeah. And I think that's always going to be there for me. Um, just because I I haven't really made financially wise, I haven't made my life about, you know, orienting towards music and it, it, yeah. But, you know, I, I'm going to keep playing and, and and that might be like a healthier approach. Like, (laughs) like if it, you know, if you're not putting all of your everything into that basket, like it's just a a means of self-expression for you, then, you know, you can go the rest of your life just playing to max 10 people and still get the most enjoyment out of it. Yeah. And like, that's awesome. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it, it doesn't have to. Just having, just having like, you know, it, it, it's really, it's really been encouraging, uh, playing some of the open mics and, and other, other stuff. And, uh, a couple songs that I, I've written kind of dealing with, uh, one, one song in particular dealing with, uh, uh, death of a friend, um, decided to take his life. And that, that was, that's a really rough song and I haven't really edited it too much. Um, after, after I had written it and it was shortly after he had passed and, Anyway, I had played it at a, at an open mic and, um, it was, it was just, it was impactful to, to have people come up and just kind of share their story and, and, and just similar experiences and mm-hmm. just kind of realize like, you know, we're, we're all feeling the weight of the world right now. I mean, we always are, but just getting to share that and, 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 and feel that like from other people and like, no, like, okay, this isn't just my words. Like this is, I'm embodying what other people are feeling as well as just, I don't know, other, otherworldly. James Baldwin says suffering is your bridge. Mm. Um, suffering is, it's a bridge between people. So it's like you share it, you share something that is heavy on your heart and it's like you put it out there and then there's other people who, also reach out into the same space and, and, and it's just a way to connect. Um, yeah. But God, man, I'd, I'd love to write a happy song. (laughs) We have yet to do that. I I think we, we sat down the other day and we were like, you know what, we're going to write a happy song. And so I wrote on the top of our notebook, I wrote a happy fun song. Number one. And I don't think, I don't think we wrote a damn thing. Yeah. Well, it's, you can't force creative, you know, expression. It's like, or inspiration, it moves through you. you know? Well, I thought I thought writing down the words on the top would be the yeah. It could could you know the I thought that that would cultivate that, something, yeah. but it, yeah, it, well, it didn't. It is it is a it's a skill, right? I mean, in and you know, as a writer, like it is a skill, and you hone it and you craft it, and yeah, there, and you find your voice. Yeah, uh, so I mean, like 
there is eventually a spot that you can get to where you can just go happy fun song and put out a at least a passable happy yeah. fun song or something <laughs> but like if it means anything to you or if it like does what you want it to or you know that that is kind of where it goes somewhere else to where it's like even if you are forcing it and like getting something out of it is it like what's it for you know yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah like i i do not like releasing writing that i don't like <laughs> you know yeah. um and music is similar yeah um well there's a um there's this weird paradox that happens when one like deadlines are a thing, uh, <laughs> which are great inspiration, um, unless you don't hold to those deadlines, which also definitely happens. Uh, I forget which writer said it, but it was like, Oh yeah, I love deadlines i love the sound that they make when they go whooshing by <laughs> uh, exactly <laughs> but like and then the other part is like even if you put something out really in like a rushed state or or you go to an open mic and you're just like oh this this thing isn't done but like uh and then everyone sort of accepting it anyways and then yeah. you get to like see what's there that you still enjoy about it anyways and it's like oh maybe it didn't have to be what i thought was perfect yeah <laughs> right yeah what i, I thought mean, was holding it back most of the times that we play like well all of the times that we play you're you're not singing you're you're playing with your fingers and not you know missing a beat and it always sounds great it we're really looking at me to like okay is, is ryan gonna remember all the words that's fucking hard you know it, i don't yeah and I, I don't always remember all the words and it's been encouraging to like, you know, cause we, we really don't even have anything like formally recorded. So nobody knows any of these songs. Mm. So if I miss a whole half of the song or even just a few words, like nobody knows. Yeah. And it, you know, and yeah, I mean that it's, it's been encouraging just like, you know, people coming up afterwards and like, that was great or, you know, whatever. I don't think anybody said great, but that was fantastic. They, yeah, but we've gotten fantastic. <laughs> no greats yet. Yeah. yeah, we're working our way up. <laughs> you got to fill in the the gaps and the you know you get fantastic all the way up here, but like, great, you gotta yeah. We need more mid songs. You gotta you gotta work for that. <laughs> you gotta have some happy fun songs for great. <laughs> yeah, I mean at the open mic tonight, I what the the stuff that I read was just like. It's like if if writing is like you're regurgitating a lump and then that lump is like unformed and you like get your hands in that clay and mold it into something that then is presentable or then you're happy with and feels conveys what you wanted to convey. Like tonight I was just showing my lumps, you know, um, and there's something useful in that too. Um and just sharing in general, whatever creative, you know, expression yeah. that you're working through. 
this is something that I wanted to move towards, which is like creative community and creative spaces that like, you know, the, these kinds of relationships and these kinds of, uh, I don't know, uh, fusions and bands and stuff like that. Like they happen only because there was a space in the first place yeah. to like allow it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess in one way, like what's been the situations that you've been in that like have allowed for that to happen. And then like, how can we keep making that happen? <laughs> right. I mean, I guess in our particular circumstances, like compost adjacent, like we just volunteering at a local urban farm, like we every, every so often um, the community there will host a, uh, uh, just a, 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 a time that they call it common play, but just uh, people in the community will come and just bring guitars, tambourines, you know, whatever their voices, um, snacks. A great idea, you know? Yeah. Getting together and making music for the hell of it. Yeah. And, it, and it's great, you know, just playing folky tunes, playing whatever. And then, you know, I'll bring my guitar. If I don't know the song, we're just noodling. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it, it just opens the door to all sorts of connections, you know, with, with other musicians and, you know, writers. And I mean, just all sorts of creative folk. Yeah. So what have been those places for us, um, in terms of, in terms of music, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, you've had a lot more like experience playing with all sorts of people. Yeah. Your education. Yeah. I mean, I, I got a degree in music from OU and that was, I mean, that was nice. Like, I mean, it was, <laughs> But I don't really do classical music anymore. So it's like, but now I know some good classical musicians. Um, but uh, but what is nice about that is it's a space that's made, that's there. And what's not nice about that is it's fucking expensive. And I'm not trying to join an orchestra anymore anyways. So it's like, it doesn't, If and if that's not what you're trying to do as a, or join a, jazz band or an opera or like, I don't know, do that big stuff. It's not actually necessary to connect people who are talented and, and, and make music. Um, so, um, but I can't think of, I mean, we didn't meet through musical means, but then actually we, we connected through music because of meeting up in this shared community, community space. And then, playing music in that shared space. Yeah. And I, th I, there, there needs to be a lot more of that. Um, hopefully we'll be playing lots of, um, just free shows that can foster those connections. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And maybe, maybe paid shows <laughs> <laughs> and paid shows going back to that, that other question. Sure. I mean, uh, I talk a lot about music education because like I, I've spent a lot of time in music education as well. At this point, like if I had known what a master's degree in music composition would like look like on the other side, I wouldn't have 
paid for it. Like, <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I'm really glad that I did it, but I also know what it, what it took to like get there. Yeah. And I could do that by myself. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, so I, I having gotten a degree in music and also having this longstanding love of writing, but not studied it in school. Mm. What I am trying to do and find in this city is the bits of like a creative writing program that I think would be really beneficial to my writing practice, mm. which would, uh, and then, so one of the big things that that would entail would be being with other writers and having critiques, you know, and sharing and supporting and bolstering and connecting with creative writers, right? Because you get that in a school. You get that if you're a musician with exactly. musicians. You get that if if you're an artist um, with, with other artists. Um, yeah, so the Red Dirt Poetry Open Mic is a great place that connects writers. Um, there's other, lot, I mean, there's lots of open mics. Um, I, I do a writing group every month that is, that's my stated goal, especially because uh, I've heard that like writing is the loneliest profession, which is mm -hmm. true because it's like you're working on something you're, you know, with yourself and your own emotions and, and thoughts. But um, that means that we have to do things to keep us from being isolated as writers, which means joining critique groups and writing groups. Yeah. Which, I mean, talking about cultivating spaces, like you, you've successfully, you know, put on this writer's group, you know, every, every second Tuesday of the month. Current, <laughs> currently, currently. Yeah. But, I mean, you're also in the works of like putting together an actual like writing critique group. Yeah. Which, um, if anybody, um, listening has, has tips, I did not go to school for this. So I don't, you know, um, I have some friends that do, or actually just really one friend that I know shout out to Frankie who actually went through the system and is going through the system and has great, wonderful advice and critique whenever we share things and, and do critique. Um, so if anybody knows more about that world, I'm trying to do it, but I'm kind of like, you know, paving the path as I walk it. Mm-hmm. And that, that seems to be the way to, to do it. Like if you don't see a space and yeah. you're wanting, you're, you're wanting to, to, to be in a, in a space like that, or you want to work on stuff or you want to play music with other people, like put it out there, yeah. you know, it, you know, who, who knows who's going to show up, but that, that's not really what matters. It's, it's just that, you know, you're, you're putting out into the ether, like, your interests yeah and there's there's gonna be there's gonna be a there's gonna be takers i mean yeah and there have been it's it's been a consistently attended event which has been really nice right i mean it's easier in a big city yeah sure. you know sure. but sure. you know with with music i mean ev everybody plays music doesn't matter where you go there's gonna be musicians and you know i that's one thing I've been learning just with kind of how we met up, uh, through our, um, urban farm experience and, and just playing around with people there and just seeing how that community's kind of cultivated itself. And like, yeah, 
it's just a neighborhood and just kind of, you know, it, it seems like something you would see out of like a, a 90s sitcom or something, but <laughs> well, maybe not that example, but just like, yeah, like just a neighborhood, just being present for each other. And I, I didn't, and I grew up in a suburb. I did not experience that. And yeah. you know, it's, it's just a good example of like, okay, this is what I want to see. And you know, I, I'm on my end starting to do that just in my own neighborhood. Just get, I mean, I'm not playing music with my neighbors, but you know, just getting to know people, yeah. Yeah. um, which sounds so dumb. Wait, well, but it's but really we, hard to do nowadays. We live in a very yeah. atomized, alienated world where the most people are spending time working or at home or in between work and home like the majority of the time of the day and nothing very little good happens <laughs> when you're at work or when you're at home alone. It's yeah. in the third spaces that really can people connect and need to be encountering each other in. Mm. And for generations like ours and younger and, church is no longer a like frequented place for most of us yeah. and there is no space where we just come together intentionally and yeah we we do have to intentionally create these spaces uh or find them because they are there right yeah 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 and you just have to look for it and it's something that i was Noting is that like, uh, since you have like a very, uh, Nick, you have a very like educated background in music, whereas like, I, I don't know about your educated background in music. I do but, not. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like, but the difference is, is that like you heard his music and you go, I want to play with him. Uh, I see that like I like it. <laughs> yeah, there's and so like game recognize game regardless of like yeah, the, the, the level of you, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I don't think like it's not necessary for you know, and you're talking about like your writers groups as well, is like you don't have to have someone there that like has a doctorate in whatever yeah. to like be able to share in writing and be like, I like this thing or I don't like this thing. Yeah. Yeah. This works for me and it, this doesn't work for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I see it a lot, like kind of like with language, I mean, music is language, but you're very well versed in a lot of musical language mm -hmm. and, and I'm, I'm just picking up. I mean, I'm, I'm well versed in like my musical thought. Well, not even really. You, you have a you 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 have a musicality. You have yeah. musical talent or whatever you know, like ability. You can sing well, you know. But it's but it's building up, and exactly. I, and I'm working at it. And I I think that's the key is just consistency. But like I'm I'm not as as educated, and and like I, I can't speak musically with as as many people yet. Mm -hmm. Um. So when I'm trying to, you know, musically talk with other people, it's a little bit 
you know, sometimes it's, it's pretty rudimentary if, if I'm playing with people and I don't know the music and I'm just going to just noodle on some scales <laughs> because I don't know what else to do, which is fine. You know, it, it, it is what it is. So there, there's another, that reminds me of, um, last Monday, right? There's a, oh, yeah. there's a spot in Edmond called the Patriarch. They do Irish music. Terrible name. Yeah. Great place. Great bar. Great bar <laughs> and great, great music. Um, great night, um, to be there. But, um, we went, I brought my double bass, he brought his guitar and, um, anyways, I, uh, speaking of good places to, um, meet musicians, mm -hmm. events like that, you know, when, when musicians are coming together, that's where you find musicians. You yeah. Know? Well, and I think it's a, it's a really good thing that one, knowing that like, Ryan, you're kind of out of your depth. You're like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but still putting yourself in that situation anyways. And that's the best way to learn yeah, yeah. is that like, Hey, I'm not the smartest person in this room. So let me learn from people yeah, who are immersion. better than me at this, but there's still something that you're bringing that can't quite be described right away because people like Nick are seeing your music and being like, there's something there that I want to be a part of. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't require any sort of like formal education, whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it is the best way to learn, like you said. So if you want that, if that is something that you want, and like if you want to be able to speak that language, that particular language that is, you know, very informed by my specific, you know, training in music or whatever, then you can start to learn, you know, pick that up piece by piece and just learn as you go along. Um, but yeah, that, that's just the language to talk about music. But the most, the more important thing is, yeah, that music by, you know, that you're actually making and singing and playing. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, we're, we're going to have mentors in life, you know, whether we like it or not. I mean, ho hopefully, we, we find, we find what, whatever, whatever word you want to use mentor, or just people to, to learn from Elders. whether, the, yeah, whether, whether they're older or not. Um, True. and you know, it, I, I do not learn well off of a book. I, I do not learn well just off of YouTube videos, but like playing with other people is just, you know, I mean, that's like the difference between like online class and actually being in person you know it, it yeah some some people can do it i i just i get maybe i'm like you know all of the rest of humankind the past millions of years that didn't have the internet and like you know i i really do need i i, I get a lot more out of like being in physical presence of like musicians that really like have learned their craft and, and know what they're doing and even if i'm not gonna like come even remotely close to what they're doing, just like seeing the way they're doing it and just being in their presence like, is just, yeah. I, I'm really interested in like a, like a master apprentice kind of dy like dynamic for, for education. And like, um, like as, yeah. Cause I, I feel the exact same way. Like the, I don't want to learn through reading about something. I'd much rather learn by doing it or by being shown by somebody that knows what they're doing and is like, a master at, at what they're doing mm -hmm. or, or, you know, master, whatever, like just 
somebody that knows how to do something that you want to do and learning from them in a reciprocal relationship. That's like ideal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and when you get, when I, speaking for myself, when I, when I get like put off or, or, or frustrated, like when I'm at, like at home alone, I'm trying to learn a song or a scale or whatever. And, and I'm not picking it up, you know, that, that frustration just kind of like, yeah, all right, screw this. I'll just move on to something different. And, I, and then I do, but like having, you know, having that like kind of mentor or just somebody that's, you know, knows what they're doing, mm-hmm. like in your presence, that's just, it's so inspiring. It's so inspiring to just keep at it. Yeah. You know? we, we were talking about Victor Wooden the other day, but he learned, um, a lot of his, uh, bass playing from playing along with like Miles Davis, like CDs, you know, cause it's like, it, you can't get in a room with Miles Davis, but you can play along with him, you know, cause you've got his music. So it's like, I try to, and I try to, you know, learn writing through reading, um, writers that I love. Mm. Cause it's like, Whoa, how do they do that? That was, you know. Yeah. You were getting called out the other day. <laughs> yeah, I did. With your uh, writing style. Yeah, my so I just had been reading some China Mayville, um, who's a, a British weird fiction author. I was about to say, explain that. Yeah, um, kind of, I don't know, it's, it's weird stuff. I don't, um, he's a good writer, but I was reading some of them. And like the the thing I was working on, I, I, I'd, I'd finished reading it for my writers, writers group and uh, somebody that came uh, recognized my Mayville influence for that particular, um, passage and said, Oh, that reminds me of China Mayville. And I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> right. Which, how, how niche. It's like whatever, you know, what, what you consume, you expel, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, and there's this thing in, uh, in today's episode of capitalism ruins everything. Uh, like the fact that we have to like protect intellectual property for the sake of like making money off of it instead of like the, the jazz tradition of like, here's a thing that someone did and I'm going to quote it. Like you get it, uh, is very like, you just can't do that anymore. And so it's like, yeah, of course I'm going to like steal this thing. I like it. It's good. Yeah. That's, that's true in the folk tradition too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Folk and jazz. And I mean, in any kind of music that isn't academic <laughs> or isn't necessarily or ruled by money. Right. It's not, it's not academic. It's not pop. It's like this music from, you know, people? below. Yeah. From people. Um, there's that reciprocity between the artists of like playing each other's stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean like half, half of the stuff that I'll just like ad lib is just a regurgitation of Hank Williams chords, which is just three chords yeah. over and over and over again. And if I want to change it up, I'll just put a capo on and play the same <laughs> chords. <laughs> and it, it's so funny that like, I mean, going all the way in the like music theory rabbit hole and like coming out the other side, it's like, wow, there's so much here like at first and then you really learn it. And then it's like, wow, 12 notes really isn't that much. 
<laughs> and then like we really only use like seven of them most of the time. Yeah. And then really like you can do so much with just two or three chords. Yeah. Like so that that's not even all of the notes necessarily. So like cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it once you get advanced enough, it gets simple again. Uh, <laughs> and so it's, it's like sure you oh I'm regurgitating this Hank Williams stuff but like also it's good and there's a reason why like he was able to do so much with three chords and there's a reason why you're able to do so much with three chords and why his music was able to connect with you yeah right that speaks it's not like oh Hank Williams like that was the beginning and it's like we're evolving like I feel like western culture has this like fetishization of like progress and evolution where we like have to I mean like the just shit that drove me crazy a little bit in in um in music theory class in college is just like these these uh poly tonal pieces that just sound like garbage because it's like it's like this like flawed logic it's like okay we moved from like you know from one line of music to multiple lines and now like we're playing at like different keys at the same time and it just like sounds fucking awful it's like I, maybe my brain is like not advanced enough to like appreciate it yeah but, but you're also not a fucking robot yeah and exactly. it's like so sure here's like 12 tone serialism and like there's a lot of cool mathematical stuff going on in there but like just like a, what? Like a hobby. You know, yeah. These guys. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, yeah, whatever you get back to it, like, I don't know what the fuck Milton Babbitt was listening to for pleasure, but, like, man, you, you should go back to those three chords because it sounds good yeah. and it does something and you can say something on top of it. This is not to shit on atonal music entirely. I do like a lot of, I, not a lot, but I like some atonal music, but, um, yeah, it's just uh, not to prize any specific type of making music over any other, right? Because the well, like one of the most amazing things about music with three chords or four chords or two chords is or one chord is that it's very democratic. Mm. Like the reason like punk music exploded was because they were playing very simply, mm. right? And like the influence in that genre is is you know, pretty, pretty huge. And same with folk music. The reason folk music is what it is, is because it's accessible to people. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how I, that's, that's what got me to learn. You know, if, if, if all I had to reference for learning to play guitar was atonal music, like (laughs) screw this. Yeah. I'm not even going to try it, but you know, just playing three chords, at least on my end, like it's, it's it's just so much fun to mess around with like all the different vocal ranges and yeah, just to go off. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll just ad lib on just, just playing E and throwing in a seventh note and just play one note. And, and I, you know, I can sing I, for hours. I love drone music and that's like that. I'm just imagining doing that like on one chord and just, you can get, mm-hmm. you can, because when music changes a bunch, that can be exciting and invigorating and when it it doesn't, that can be, you know, just as pleasurable, but in it for different reasons, mm-hmm. you know. So just like listening to the same chord for a while, if as if the texture and the soundscape is like, you know, doing something beautiful, then I love that. Yeah. 
I mean, context is everything, right? So like, it, yeah, at some point, again, with like highly expressive music or highly emotional music, like I, I think of metal, for example, yeah. like and, and metal also started pretty simple, just mm-hmm. like, hey, here's simple stuff, but like pretty fast. And then, and then you get like prog metal and like, here's 12 time signatures and yeah. like crazy fast licks and stuff. And like, it's cool and it's a lot, but like, there's a time and place for it. Yeah. And so if, if you're not feeling that it still doesn't say anything for you. And if like, yeah. And if what you're feeling is like writing a song about your friend, like that it doesn't matter how complex it is because it's very true to you. Yeah. <laughs> for real. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I really don't mess around with, I, I think most of the songs that I, I make up are like just a variation of E and A and maybe B7. <laughs> and then fortunately I've stumbled on you and you've helped add like a couple extra chords in there. But the last song that, that we played that, that you wrote it, that was, you know, wasn't just E and A. No, and I think B7. that was like six chords. Yeah, there's like six of them. And there's a bridge. There's a bridge finally. <laughs> I have a song with a bridge in it. <laughs> it's not just verses. No, and an bridges outro. are hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bridges are hard. I had no clue. <laughs> Which that was fun. I mean, we basically just turned one of the verses into a bridge. that's true we took the words but you know yeah took the poetry of it and put it in the bridge and it works yeah and and that's the other part of like where you can like do so much with so little and it I mean that's why traditional song form has stayed Mm -hmm. for so long because it like it's pretty much the hero's journey encompassed in a little thing. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, of course this works and it's simple, but that's why everyone keeps doing it. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I mean, we've got, there, there's one song, um, that I had written before we had met up and it's only two chords and you introduced your, your loop pedal and and the bass to it. And we can make that song go on for days if we really wanted it to. I'll just keep doing stuff in the background and just like add to the soundscape. Yeah. And it, yeah, it, it, creativity, I mean, throwing in percussives. I mean, it's just, yeah, that it's just a, it's like a, it's just a blank template to, I don't know, you're boxed in with two chords, but it, it didn't. Well, there's, yeah. I, I mean, I, I feel boxed in. You, you kind of branch out of that, but I guess like vocal range wise, like I'm. Yeah, you go all over. Yeah, you, 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 you get very creative with your vocal performances. Just, just wait until he hooks a mic up to that looper and then you'll have to start doing loops. It's true. I got two inputs on it. That's true. Yeah, we haven't we haven't messed around with that at all. 
<laughs> yeah, we talked about it, but yeah. It I didn't think about the vocal. I didn't I didn't think about the vocals, so I could do that. Because <laughs> none of your guitars are they're all acoustic. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> so <laughs> And none of them plug in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um Is yeah. there is there something that you're afraid of? Maybe like lyrically or content wise. Not necessarily musically, because uh I get we just did a whole rant about it doesn't have to be complicated, but yeah. <laughs> but if the feeling is where you're at. Um I mean like so I I I guess more personal, going through um a divorce right now and um just through this time of separation, um I just been leaning more into music for just, just the, you know, cathartic moments of, of just kind of screaming out, you know, whether it's, it's her perspective or my perspective or, or whatever. Um, that's been new to me to, you know, singing about a, a friend dying is, is one thing, but singing about something that's deeply personal and is mm. in real time mm. happening, it just feels like the, it, it, it's scary to kind of air your dirty laundry and that's I, I'm just noticing that a lot a lot more of the content that I'm whether I'm ad libbing or even writing down is just a lot more truthful to where I'm at. Um and that's a lot scarier to to present. Um because I'm I'm not used to um just putting it all out there. Um and I and I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm I'm gonna be the kind of person to just be putting stuff out there. I mean, here I am putting <laughs> putting this out there, but you know, I, as far as music, it's, it's made it a little bit easier to, to process, to process. The and, grief. and yeah, well, it's and, a grief and, to process. and to present it though, like it, it's oh, made yeah. it, it's made it easier because it, it, it is boxed in and it is a little bit cleaner than, you know, my scattered brain and every week my, my thought process and everything is just, it's a little different. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, it's scary to tell the truth. It's scary to be real and vulnerable and honest. Yeah. And I, you know, I feel kind of new to that show. Remember when we were working on this last song, we were talking about the lyrics and you were pretty, um, intentional about the honesty of the content as like, as, isn't it? it was important for you for it to feel true to you and your experience. Like you didn't want to just like say something you weren't feeling or whatever for the, cause it fits in the song. Mm. And that's important. I think yeah. keep your music authentic as authentic as you possibly can. Yeah. 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 What, what part, what the last, the most recent song that, that we've, we've been working on, um, we call it linger. Um, but, and it's not too terribly long of a song, but, um, kind of touch in, in some of the lyrics just about resentment and, uh, yeah, that, that's been something, uh, that I, it just been having to process is like how much resentment, not, not necessarily for, um, my spouse, but just like resentment for so many people and things in my life, whether it's, you know, familial relations or the, you know, church trauma or whatever, like, 
there's just a lot of resentment build up and, and just kind of having to realize like, I'm, I have a, a lyric in there of like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking the poison expecting her to feel this pain and nobody's going to be feeling this pain. church trauma. Nobody at, at, you know, in any of my religious upbringing background, like is going to hear any word I'm saying or, or even care a lick about what, what I'm talking about. I'm the only one that's feeling any part of this pain. Um, but, and then, but suffering is your bridge. So you, but suffering is the bridge and it, yeah. And, and, it, and it's opening up so many other conversations with just, you know, other people that are feeling a lot of the same things. Yeah. And, and a lot of, and it was, it, it, uh, kind of a tangent, but it, 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 it's cool to process stuff and like really scream stuff out. And the more I'm screaming out, the softer and softer it gets. And, and the more that like yeah. those feelings kind of, they don't really dissipate, but you externalize them in some way. And then they're able to like ex have a lifespan. Be you understood. Know? And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it's not just every day isn't just triage phase. Yeah. It's, 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 a, you know, it's just a little more real and actual healing happens. Actual healing happens, it turns out, which is nice. Yeah. And I'm sure like maybe a long time from now, you'll, I mean, maybe you'll still keep playing these songs uh, and then they'll be true to you in a different way. Uh, that's something I've been noticing in playing a lot of stuff that like I wrote a long time ago. You're Some, saying that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah stuff from like over like 10 years ago. Content, yeah. Yeah. And how they've sort of been reframed by the rest of the experience. And it's like, it's not even necessarily like these songs aren't even necessarily true to me anymore but in some ways they're more true <laughs> because of how deeply I understand them in a complex way that I never understood whenever I initially wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> do you, do you have an example from one of your songs you're willing to share? Uh, yeah. So it's funny that like the, the second song that I played tonight uh, is called right now. And it is about being mad. And it was a way for me to like put myself in my partner's shoes. And that it was like, I don't know, at the time, and I'm sure a lot of men tend to deal with this, is that like we tend to be fixers. And so it's like, hey, can I like, make you feel better yeah. it's like don't make me feel better <laughs> like <laughs> let me sit in this please sit in this with me yeah. and it's taken me so long to like and I, I wrote that song a long time ago and it like every time i do i understand i understand it in a deeper way in a more real way and like in a way I'm understanding what I was trying to 
do to myself by like writing it in the first place. Um, but yeah, just the more removed I am from like the initial time that I wrote it, the better I am at understanding what it was that it was trying to say. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I mean, that's, that's, that's just real weird brain magic Yeah, <laughs> where, where your, your brain was like miles ahead of, of, <laughs> of where you were at that moment. The illusion of time. <laughs> well, sure. But, but also like linear. the emotions were true. Yeah. Right. And that's what it was communicating first, mm, yeah. but then like to understand them in a more like intellectual way, like that has been a processing that's taken a long time as well. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, the emotions are still true, but like I can understand them better now. Yeah. Um, like you were saying, going to school for music theory. Well, no, it's like you knew how to, you knew how to play, but. Right. Right. It, the thing is, is that like, all of this musical knowledge and rigor and academia has helped me to understand what is happening. Um, yeah. But it's hardly ever been a priority for academia to understand why. And that's still like, I have a master's degree and those were still like the harder conversations to have with instructors that like I had a fucking argument at a teacher's house <laughs> that like nah man like the text absolutely informs our understanding of the piece you can't just look at the like what's on the score like there's they wrote notes on it they were writing in the journal all the time or if there's fucking lyrics like <laughs> and the fact that like academia doesn't value that as much even though it's been here the whole time like <laughs> the emotional intelligence is part of the musical experience but like academia doesn't give a damn about emotional intelligence it only cares about intellectual intelligence yeah <laughs> and things that are quantifiable too yeah right qualitative things are harder to form logical arguments around mm -hmm. and 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 make you know nice points about um so they tend to be overlooked in lots of academia i feel like maybe i don't know um it's just it's just hard yeah it's hard to do science in, in certain areas it's hard to do yeah it's hard to talk about like why certain pieces of music make you feel the way that they make you feel without really having like a spiritual conversation or like a philosophical conversation that goes outside the bounds of music theory or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But yeah. And to kind of go back to that thing is that like you played your music, Nick understood it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, I felt it. Yeah. 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 In, in a way that the rest of the 
oh, what chord is he playing? Or what, like how high in the range and like, oh, the melody did a thing in this direction. Like it, yeah. that yeah. doesn't matter whenever like you said truth in some way yeah. and it connected. Yeah. I didn't even know what I wanted to play with him. Mm. I didn't know I was, and that song that I'm thinking of, it's one I use the bow on and it's so fun to just like play these really pretty lines while you're singing. Um, but that, that just came supernaturally as well. Yeah. Um, because it's been quite a bit actually. Uh, yeah. Where can people find you and your things? I know there's probably not like an official thing, but at least how can they keep up with yeah, right. I mean, we kind of just confirmed our band name here on the spot. So that's real helpful. Um, I mean, we're both on, on, on Instagram, um, but it's, it's just our, our individual personal accounts. Um, we could make a, an Instagram account for our music. Yeah. Anybody listening, uh, stay tuned. Big, big things big coming. Things coming soon. Yeah, Com- right. Compost adjacent. At least, yeah. at least plug your own things that you want people to see. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, compost adjacent will be, uh, here in Oklahoma city. Um, actually we, we will be playing Doing compost. We will be composting, uh, every Saturday, nine to noon. That's not even compost adjacent. No, that is That's actually compost. But, but, but we are adjacent to compost <laughs> while we're there. <laughs> right. Um, and that is a good meetup ground. It doesn't smell too bad. We, we do it right. But yeah, sometimes no, it does. yeah, there's plenty of coffee grounds. It neutralizes it, the smell. They smell good. Um, sometimes it grows. Well, I don't want to gross people out, but like sometimes we get like coffee grounds from like local coffee shops and there's like a little like layer of like this neon green mold, mm. it's, I, but it still smells like great. Like it smells yeah. like coffee because it's so strong. Mint chocolate coffee. Yeah, it's like mint chocolate. It's like mint coffee. <laughs> right, yeah. We, uh, we are, we are playing at a, uh, <laughs> nowhere near here there's a, a music festival of sorts in tyler area in east texas called the june bug festival yes we're, we're trying to get big in east texas for some reason uh, for some reason we're trying to get big in a place that is conveniently too far away shout out to uh, our friend cadence who lives there and is connecting us with the cool people and cool artists that that, that she's meeting for real um anyways my instagram uh, is in Alan writes. I, I post my, my, about my writing stuff. I post music stuff, anything that I'm like involved in, I'll, you know, try to, um, promote, um, there. And then it looks like Ryan is looking up his Instagram <laughs> handles. <laughs> yeah, this is not helpful. R Smith TXCO one, two, three. So good, good luck. Um, that's You're trying one. to get people not to follow you. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want you to listen to us ever. <laughs> yeah, sweet. Uh, thank you guys for doing this with me. Oh, thank you Thanks. for thank having you. us. This is this is special. <laughs> truly, truly. I'm Zedia Romanes. I'm Ryan. Nicholas. Dripping from exhaustion Another sleepless night 
feelings of resentment The poison of my life One for me to drink For her to feel the pain But it's only my shame How am I the only one to blame? What we had Static movements Fade to black joys past what we'd hoped for didn't seem to last bringing up hope just to let it fall down seething rage feeling lonesome in my own town moving on what I need to want but my heart's fear You can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I make music and produce audio. The music you're hearing now is music I make. You can listen to official releases by Santiago Ramones on Spotify, Apple Music, and the other streaming places. Or you can support me directly by buying my music on Bandcamp. I'm working on Hypothetical, my first singer-songwriter album. So if you'd like to hear that at some point, I'm so close, I promise. There are lots of ways to support me on my website. There's a Discord server in which we discuss deep topics from the podcast, but it's also a community of beautiful human beings. All the links to these things are on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. Please take a moment to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts if you listen there. It means a lot to me to hear what you have to say about it, and you're helping me without having to spend a single cent on me. I want to help the world have deeper conversations, so thank you for listening to and supporting BitDepth. I was in the podcast with my three things. They shape my life philosophy. Those three things are love never fails. It's going to be okay. I might be wrong. 